Hey, bitches. Welcome back to the Sletchapreneur podcast. I'm your host, Anna D, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money. On my podcast, I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and now 1% OnlyFans creator. Honestly, though, I'm in the 2% now, and that's okay. Everything's fine. I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. So my dear slutpreneurs and my baby sluts in training, buckle up, grab your notebooks because you're about to earn your PhD in CE Hoetry. If you're a new listener, it's an honor to have you here. Get ready to take a peek inside my pleasure chest. And after the show, if you want to know more info about myself and my businesses, check out my merch, my YouTube channel, my mini ebook series at slutrepreneur.com. Come join the Facebook group and meet fellow sluts at cehose.com. And lastly, I have a huge announcement. If you follow me on TikTok, you already know my final full book is being published and released on... June 9th, 6 9, baby. I am over the moon. I'm incredibly terrified, but I made this book for you, and it's going to come with a handbook, everything you need to know about being a slutchpreneur. So I know I took a few weeks off, but I had to do it for my mental health. As you guys know, I just have a lot on my plate, and the weight of it all suffocates me from time to time. I am intentionally learning and actively saying no to opportunities that won't serve myself to my full potential. It's honestly the hardest thing I've ever done. And if people were to ask me now, which a lot of people ask me if I could look back and tell myself something when I started, you know, what advice would I give myself? Well, I wish I said no to the time wasters. I wish I said no and hired and outsourced things that just took so much of my energy because I want to give my best energy. I want to put my best self forward on these projects like my podcast, my YouTube, opening a dog rescue, um, my slutchpreneur merch, like all these things that bring me so much joy, yet I keep doing and micromanaging things that I don't really need to. It's just, it's very habitual after 10 years of of doing the same thing over and over. So letting go on the reins of some past projects and opening my eyes and just trying to delegate myself and my goddamn terrible habits has been all that's in front of me lately. I find it's extremely hard just to wake up and not grab my phone. It's hard to not wake up and just think about coffee. It's hard to not wake up and be in a, just a crazy, like, hurricane of emotions when you have a new puppy and it's just eating your $2,000 couch or your, you know, the panties that were supposed to go out in the mail today. (laughs) So we're going to get into that. I want to talk to you guys about some really weird things that have happened to me this week that I don't really have anyone else to tell. (laughs) So I decided I want to try to start doing some things every week on our episodes. And the first thing we're going to try is the Sludgepreneur of the Week. I get so many love notes and DMs from you guys. It's only fair if I share those with our fellow community. This is from... Okay, I'm going to keep her identity private, so we'll just go by the first letter. Let's call her Z. 
Z sent me an email titled Sugar Babe. Miss Anna, I just wanted to write a quick email about how much I adore you and how much listening and re-listening to your podcast has caused my game and hustle to crank to the max. Thanks, girl. I started out sugaring at 18, which is probably stupid and naive of me, but it worked. I ended up pulling in two men, R and T, who I spent a couple of nights with a month separately. R paid for six months of my rent as well as a hefty allowance and shopping trips. T paid for new tires, a new engine in my car, and a large allowance and weekend getaways. At 19, I moved and lost these two relationships and retired from the bowl. Now at 20, I'm back and I feel like my grind is even better with quarantine still going on in my town. I'm sitting in my car typing this in the parking lot of my local FedEx after just sending off a care package in small terms to a man who spent $100 on a pair of my fuzzy socks and a box of Q-tips I used to clean my nipple piercings. I have a new sugar daddy, W, who just sent me money for making him smile and his day. For a not even shirtless mirror selfie I snapped this morning. I knew these things were possible, but man, when I say I didn't think this could be me, I'm serious. <laughs> stay safe, stay well, and hustle on. Your fellow slutpreneur, Z. So this will be going in my binder of slut love. Thank you, Z, for the kind message. I'm so proud of you and continue to stay safe and get that bag, sis. And next, I'm going to share with you the fetish of the week. This week's fetish is formicophilia, being turned on by insects crawling on you, especially around your genitals. (laughs) I will never yuck someone's yum, but damn, that's some fear factor shit. But if Joe Rogan was throwing some bugs on me, that's okay. I'd pay you for that, Joe. Joe is daddy. Come back next week to see next week's fetish. <laughs> that was fun. The things we we curate here in the studio, aka my closet. Let's talk about some things that happened in my life this week. Well, I started horseback riding and the funny thing is I was sharing it on my OnlyFans. I was like, now I don't need money for tattoos. I need money for horse riding gear because holy shit, that shit's expensive. <laughs> so check out my Amazon wish list link in the description of this episode because your girl needs a horse helmet. I need the fucking leggings, the shoes, the gloves, the whole nine. You know, I want to be the baddest bitch on the trail. And not only that, but I was thinking, you know, I already sell my used clothes to you know, my clients. And I think it'd be so hot to create some listings of like old horse riding boots or leggings that I trotted on my horse with. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's definitely a fetish for horse riders and I am a-okay with fulfilling that fantasy. And not only that, but my ass, like I got me a little baby dump truck. You know, girl's been eating good, but mix my hot yoga with this whole horse riding gig It's helping my posture. Even my trainer was like telling me how it's queen posture, like shoulders back, um, the way like your arms and your biceps create this like, what's the word, like a right angle. Um, So it's really helping me with that. And I have so much control over everything else in my life. Like I really just need to like rely on this giant animal to help navigate the road that's right in front of me. And it's it's it feels so good to leave the track and have that energy and and just to connect. I think it's been really therapeutic too. If you know me personally, you know I would 
I'd run in, in front of a car than to see an animal run in, in out in the road. Like my love and respect for animals, particularly pit bulls, is just undeniably a life purpose that I have deep down. So I can't wait to talk to you about the manifesting and everything that's brewing up in my brain about having a animal sanctuary and how I can incorporate supporting sex workers with it as well. My idea is to incorporate featuring sex workers of the month where perhaps 5 or 10% of their earnings on OnlyFans can go to a future foundation. There was a time, I think it was during the Black Lives Matter movement when it was really intense with the protesting there. I don't know if you guys remember Blackout Day when everyone posted like a black square on social media. There was a lot going on on social media, and I was trying to figure out a way where I could help and raise money for organizations that really needed it. So I (laughs) posted – I didn't post, but I kind of blurred out a nude of mine, and I was like, you know, cash at me or, you know, send me 10 bucks and I'll send you the nude. And that was something that inspired my take that out. And I ended up getting like a thousand, if not five thousand dollars. I can't even fucking remember. It was a lot of money, and I was so happy to donate that and how I got to use myself as a tool and a voice to bring awareness to that. And now my brain is like, well, how can we kind of have that same ideology to help animals? So that's what I'm working with right now. Show I've been working with my trainer, um, my dog trainer. I've signed up to be a volunteer at one of the local animal shelters. And I've really been digesting a lot of information on a completely different business being, you know, these nonprofits. So my headspace has been a little bit there. And that's probably why my OnlyFans account isn't thriving as it used to. But if any of you listening have an OnlyFans account, just know everyone's leaving their house. Like it's, it's almost summer. The weather's great. The panoramic slowing down, so I don't think everyone's spending as much money online as uh, we've been used to. But you know, tax season, you know, people will start getting money back. Things ebb and flow, so just stay motivated. And this is a time to really focus on the great customers you already have. As I preach all the time, having one paying customer is better than ten non-paying customers. And if you want a shout out to my 16,000 OnlyFans subscribers, message me on OnlyFans. It's a hundred bucks for a shout out and it will stay on my feed. So whether someone subscribes to my page tomorrow or a year from now, your shout out will be on my feed. So I want to talk about a request I got. I've gotten two fucking requests this week to put bread in my shoes. And I've heard about this. Guys who have shoe fetishes, there's many different ways this can be executed. But it was finally my time to put bread in my shoes. I was just like white or wheat, baby. (laughs) And honestly, it was really nice because both clients were very nervous and embarrassed about it. And I've never like hyped up someone so much. And I replied to these requests like, oh, my God, I've never done this. I'm so excited. I want to see you eat the bread. Can you film it? Like I have recently discovered, yes, being – 
a goddess that's hard on her slaves and that's mean and crushes men is one thing, but also finding this newfound enthusiasm, showing especially clients that are a little more shy and embarrassed how much I enjoy it and how much it turns me on, even if it doesn't, really helps with how much they pay for it. So usually like socks, shoes I haven't worn that much, you know, 50 bucks is fair. It's actually, that's on the higher end if you have my price guide, Um, especially for girls starting off like 20 bucks is fair. Um, But surprisingly, they just wanted the bread and, you know, I was like, well, it's 50 for the shoes, you know, another, you know, so-and-so for the socks. But they were like ready to pay double with the bread. And I think a lot of it had to do with my enthusiasm. And I didn't bring up money in the first or second email. I continued the conversation asking them questions about how long I should wear it, what type of bread, um, what kind of video they would send me in return, even though I don't have to watch it. Um, So I think having that dialogue and coming off as a real human being definitely helped. And then once they got to, okay, how much I owe you? I said, well, how does this sound fair? You know, feel free to tip and I'll add some extra love. So always give some room to allow them to tip even more. Um, so that that was interesting. I was really excited about that. Uh, <laughs> another request I got, uh, God, two weeks ago, I'd been too nervous to take this request. Repeat client, he really likes used toys. Um, so I have this fuzzy pink tail. It's an anal plug metal stainless steel plug with a fuzzy pink like tail attached to it. So he won this auction. Um, I think he got the toy for 75 and then the requests roll in. Dish motherfucker wants me to go to the mall with the tail in and he wants me to wear a skirt so the tail is actually showing. He wants a video of me walking through the mall with the tail showing, going into Victoria's Secret and picking out an outfit for him, picking out an outfit for myself to go in the dressing room and try on with the tail in. While I'm in the dressing room, I look at the camera and shame him for this pathetic Victoria's Secret outfit he has to wear. And then I purchase both of the sets, which he pays for, obviously, because he would be live, not live, but he'd be texting me on WhatsApp while I'm in the dressing room, making sure like the size is good for him and everything. And then I'd come home, seal the tail up, send it to him with his outfit, where he would then try on the outfit, send me a video, and then pay me to rate the video. And this is a long haul purchase. It takes so much energy and so much effort on my part. It did sound so exciting at the beginning, but with Corona and everything, I just got to the point like two weeks past, I just hadn't had time to go to the mall. Like that's a good hour or two just getting there and doing this whole thing, which takes me away from running my businesses. So I texted him and was like, look, I'll send you the tail. I'll go to Victoria's Secret. I'm not very comfortable publicly having this tail hang out, even though I'm sure people have done it before, but I'm just not. I changed my mind. So I was like, look, do you want to work something out? I'd be happy to refund you the money or do you just want the tail? Can we do a different video? And he was very upset. 
he was disappointed. He kept saying like, well, can you do it this way? Can you do it this way? And I was like, you know what? It's time I put my little fucking foot down. I was like, listen, I do not want to do this. You are breaking a boundary of mine. I have decided I don't want to. Do you understand? Do you hear me? Do you want me to feel uncomfortable? Are you enjoying that I am telling you no? So we finally got the picture and we decided to just do a video with the toy at home, but I'll still go to Victoria's Secret and buy him an outfit. And there was no bad blood, but for some reason I just kept not wanting to tell him I wasn't comfortable with it. I was I just kept waiting to see if I would be comfortable with it or how much money it would push me to do it. Um, so it was very empowering to once again go through an experience with learning what I was comfortable with and executing my boundaries. Um, so he's still a customer customer of mine. He still will be vi- buying me a Victoria's Secret robe and I will make damn sure it's the most expensive one in that bitch. <sighs> What do they say in court? Like, you got to pay me for damages and suffering or the emotional suffering it's cost me. Um, but some of these guys you work with, they enjoy the back and forth. Um, but luckily, he's a little more submissive. So he, I think he finally got the picture. What else happened this week? Uh, I was wearing a lace thong that a subscriber of mine purchased, a $60 um, sale. Uh, they'll also cover shipping and they wanted me to wear it for a whole week. Now, honestly, I know what workouts to do. I know what temperatures to be in to make a thong that's been worn for three days smell like it's been worn for seven days. And I only know this because I will literally wear it for three days and they never complain. Um, if they ask for a week wear, however, y'all know when you're on your period, your pussy can smell has different smells, different shades. Um, There's a whole spectrum of smells, whether you're ovulating on your period, working out, etc. So I had curated this delicious, pungent, pussy smell. It was sweet with a little musky. And I knew the smell once I vacuum sealed it, that it would just burst in his face when he got it. I was like, money. So I set the panty down in my office and who knows what I did. I did. I walk in the other room. Did I go grab my coffee? I come back and miss Sasha Gray, my little silver pit bull has <laughs> the panty in her. She is just chewing on my panties. Like, uh, <laughs> she wasn't just chewing on them. Like, I don't know how, from zero to one second, like the whole crotch area was like gone. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't even mad. I wasn't even upset. I was just mad like that I had to start all over again. <laughs> but luckily I got these panties off Amazon. So I just reordered the same kind. So I didn't have to reach out and be like, well, you got to pick out a new pair. Cause that has happened before. Oh my God. Dead mail. I really need to make um, an episode about this, but two packages I shipped out last week, I had the return address as addresses that didn't exist. Like I used a street I was familiar with, but I just put a random number and the motherfucking post office. I don't know if this is new, but they, I guess it's like a bot or it's automated that they recognize the return address was not a real address and it got shipped to a dead mail facility. 
And it's where packages go if, you know, the label falls off or like the package, like all the contents get fall out or if the return address is incorrect um, or if it's mail that's like never claimed or anything. So this dead mail facility, they literally just destroy all the mail there. So I had two of my customers reach out like, hey, I didn't get my package. Where is it? I look at the tracking. I see it's there. And I'm just like, fuck. Like this has happened once before, but I didn't realize it was connected to the address thing. Um, And when I called my local post office, they were explaining that to me about the dead mail. So in conclusion, make sure your return addresses when you're selling weird things on the internet, make sure the return address is your customer's address. The same exact address shipping to and shipping from. Do it. That's the way. Lesson learned. Secondly, now I have to reship product to both of those customers. And one of those customers got a bra, a panty, and a sweatshirt with their order. So I kind of lost a little bit there. But we learned something which ultimately will save us more money down the road. One more story since we're having a lovely story time today. One of my employees saw my nudes on my phone. (laughs) Luckily, this employee won't write me up for it, but I was shooting content um, for my stores, merchandise in our warehouse, um, and I wasn't using the content phone. I had grabbed my OnlyFans phone. So when I laid it down and told her to upload some stuff into our content drive, all of my pussy pictures were in front of her eyes. And that was, that was, um, we had a moment. (laughs) but luckily the people I hire are sex work positive but as a boss I felt it was very unprofessional of me (laughs) just Just another day of the office bitches all right with all that (laughs) oh my god all right now we're gonna get to the show um in this episode We are talking to a swingers couple. The lovely lady Penelope found me on TikTok and sent me an email telling me her crazy story, how she was a swinger with her husband. They were exclusive with another couple and her fucking husband basically like cheated on her with the wife of the other couple and they ended up divorcing. Both couples ended up divorcing and remarrying each other. So imagine like it's it's hard to like picture, but they're two couples. They swap partners and then they stay swapped that way. So it's a very interesting story. Lots of layers of love and growth and understanding. Um, I think ultimately it worked out in everyone's best interest. And it was really exciting, interesting, and educational talking to Penelope and Rob. So if you want to know more about the swinger lifestyle and the ups and downs of sharing your pussy, keep listening. Welcome Penelope and Rob to the Sletchpreneur podcast. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. So you are the swinger couple. Penelope reached out to me and pretty much said that uh, you're a swinger whose husband wanted to go exclusive with another couple, um, cheated with, and divorced me for the... Oh, hold on. Let's back up. 
let me ask you this question really quick. The phrase you gave me, just to get a little context, you were previously with someone, right? Not Rob? Correct. Okay. I was with my so, ex-husband. Okay. So let's let's back this up. Penelope and Rob, how do you know each other? <laughs> we met through the swinging community. Okay. So how how does one get into the swinging community? Well, I got in, my me and my ex-husband, we had talked about like threesomes and everything. And, um, he's, he said, well, you know, you can have a boyfriend if you want. And I said, well, if I have a boyfriend, you can have a girlfriend. I don't care. And he started looking. How does that, how does that conversation happen though? Like you're with someone you love and then all of a sudden it's like, you can have a boyfriend (laughs) and I can have a girlfriend. I'm not really sure how it happened. I, I remember him wanting to have a threesome like every guy seems to want to have. And we had talked about it and we talked about, you know, another guy or another girl. And, and I think he had, I think he had other motives behind me saying I could have a boyfriend and him. him. Do you think that was like a gateway in a way? In our relationship? Yes. Not every relationship in mine and my ex-husband's probably. Okay. So I, I know that there was something that happened where you felt like he might have not followed your the guidelines or the boundaries you had together yes after after we managed I don't know how he found the people that knew Rob I think he actually looked on Craigslist and he found them not really sure okay uh, I was not on Craigslist he was <laughs> <laughs> Rob wasn't on Craigslist um but we ended up getting in like a group of like a Facebook chat or the kick chats. And that's mm-hmm. how I met Rob. Um, but in getting to know Rob and his ex-wife, my ex-husband came to me and is like, Hey, I think we should go exclusive with this couple. Uh, there was a big difference in between the way we were in the lifestyle and the way that they were. Uh, when they were in the lifestyle is more like a open relationship. Right. Uh, we were actually truly just swingers. We did everything together. And actually with the big groups here, uh, just kind of developed relationships along the way. And that's how we got in the kid group. And Where are you guys located and, and what's like your age? Well, I'm 40. Uh, she is 35. We're, we're located in central Arkansas. Ooh, interesting. What happens over there in Arkansas besides the swinging? Not a whole lot. That's how I get in the lifestyle. So this is interesting. Uh, give me, Rob, give me your definition of what an open relationship would be versus swinging. You can actually have a true relationship with another person uh, outside of your marriage. Uh, there's more dating aspects. A lot more you can meet up with them outside the of being in a group together. To where swinging, most of the time it's done together. There's a lot more rules and boundaries. It's a lot more friendship and less relationship status. Where swinging, there's not really a, a boyfriend-girlfriend type aspect. So with swinging, just as an open relationship is, I feel like there's a lot of layers. Um, and I, I think that goes back to what your boundaries are because I imagine – Maybe the couple, like I imagine this like a uh, hotel scenario where they're just like wife swapping and both doing it in the other room and then they swap back and then just go back to, you know, their rooms and they're like, oh, that was fun. That was an experience. And then 
my other thought is, okay, maybe they're all like having an orgy together. We've all been both. So what, what was, and I, I know it's totally different for both of you, but what's kind of your cup of tea when it comes to those layers? Are you just super open-minded or does it really just depend on the the couple? There's a lot more honesty with Penelope than there was with my ex. I mean, we're always together. We always trust each other. We're always in close vicinity. Mm-hmm. That, that's part of the excitement for, for both of us now. Is seeing him with someone else and, and vice versa. So that turns you on seeing each other with someone? Absolutely. Now, is that, I guess, like, do you work your way up? Like, do you start by just telling your partner about those experiences and getting turned on by then? Or do you just like immediately jump into watching the other person? And like, how how do you take baby steps into that? (laughs) My ex-husband liked to be told if I was with anybody in our open marriage. Um so I would come home and I'd I'd tell him what happened or I'd show him pictures. But with Rob, I don't know, like we're always in the same room together. Like we we're never in separate rooms. Does that make you feel safer? Yes. It does for me. What about you, Rob? With me it's more of a protector aspect than anything. If I know that she's safe, sense. I can relax. That that's a good point. What have you guys heard of cuck holding? Oh yeah. <laughs> what what do you feel about that? And it, what would your definition of it be? Uh, most of your cuckolds, they it's the guy likes to watch it, and it, most of the time it's been a humiliation factor. To where the hot wife, it's it's more the the husband liking the wife to go out and do things or being there with the wife, uh, and it's primarily with other guys. It's just never been my cup of tea. <laughs> I'd like to relate in this way because in. In my experience in threesomes, I've found or I discovered myself really enjoying watching my partner have sex with someone else because it's it's just harder for me to orgasm when there's that much tension and energy happening. And there's something about having this movie just play in front of me and sitting back and enjoying it. And I I wish I could imagine as a man what that kind of feels like you know I I just imagine a guy like sitting in the corner on his chair like jacking (laughs) off to what's happening like there's something very sexy to me about that and oh absolutely I've I've been on the stag end of it where it was being the guy that actually slept with the wife while he watched uh oh my god (laughs) we've actually had a threesome with another female and she recorded it to take home to her husband. Uh, that is it's very so hot. That was live streaming watching us because he was Shut somewhere else. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what when you start recording? I mean, how do you do the intro? <laughs> um, it's not as smooth as like on a on a porno, <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably even better that way because it's you know real. Yeah. It's, I don't know, um, girls start kissing, taking clothes off. And then, like, for me, I eventually just forget anybody that's watching and just do whatever gives me pleasure. Like, I don't care about anyone else. I just want, I just want the pleasure. So I'm going to do what, what that takes. And so that's how I get it started. So does this affect your sex life personally or is your one-on-one intimacy just 
a completely different, um, just a different dimension for you guys. It's a different dimension, honestly. Uh, honestly, it's after we play with somebody else, we normally had the best sex that we ever have just to each other. Yeah. Reliving what just happened. But even without that, we have a fantastic sex life. We could take swinging completely out of the, the picture and still have a fantastic life. Well, it, I mean, the swinging shows how open you are. So I can only imagine how open you are as a couple as well. I mean, that makes <clears throat> complete sense. Uh, what? How do you feel about, what do they say? Like, you're not supposed to be monogamous. You know, you're an animal and you're supposed to kind of feel sexual with multiple people. Like, it's it, it's kind of a constraint we've made up to just have one partner. So do you feel like you're releasing this inner urge that everyone kind of has deep down? 100%. I, as I've gotten older, I've realized more and more, it's not fair for one person to give you everything that you desire in a relationship, um, whether it be um, sexual or mental or physical. And I think the swinging helps release some of that and it it proves that to me that we really sh- aren't made for monogamy mm-hmm. and that that's okay because at the end of the day I still have my husband and that's who I'm going to mm-hmm. and get, you get the best of both worlds I mean I, I think it's easy to say I mean I've known some girlfriends who have done the open relationship and what happens it's usually very it's very <laughs> enjoyable for one partner and then the other ends up kind of getting jealous about it and have you had instances where jealousy is a factor and you just kind of cut off that situation or how do you like work through those emotions and I mean does jealousy turn you on the jealousy doesn't turn me on it it drives me crazy actually um I think I get more jealous than he does but just open communication constantly talking about how we feel if we're playing and there's a situation that I, I didn't like or something that made me feel jealous we just we talk about it afterwards um, or if it's something really bad, you know, I'll, we'll stop whatever we're doing. So has, has that happened where you have to kind of stop in the, in the middle of an experience? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think because before we go into any kind of situation, we talk about, we like, we brush up on the rules. Like, do we have any rules for this? What are the rules? Things like that. Which one of you has like the tighter boundaries? Neither one of us. <laughs> Because it's a good point. So, okay, so what are the boundaries? Okay. I think the tighter boundaries would be me because I, I I won't let anyone else do anal on me, but I don't care if he does anal with anyone else. I, th- I think that's really our only rule. That so that's always- like, that's that's his back door. Like that's his cherry on top. Like that's right. his. Yes. He owns, he owns your asshole. <laughs> yes. That's, that's only so, his. Wait, can a guy like lick it, but he can't penetrate it? Exactly. <laughs> They can they can go to town on it, lick it all they want, but gotcha. he's just no no dick in the ass. Exactly. What, I, I don't take dick in the ass either. So <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, what about you? A little pegging? What's up? <laughs> with with me, I guess our two two main rules that I have is we're always together and nobody dominates her but me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I'm a very alpha male. Do you have to tell the other partner this or do you, I mean, the other couple, do you have to like go through the boundaries before or is it kind of like, let's just figure it out as we go? Well, 
most of the people that we we do play with, we've become very dear friends with. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about the lifestyle. I'll say we've made probably some of the best friends we've ever had in our life through the lifestyle, because you're a lot more apt to be yourself around everybody there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how I feel when someone's like, what do you do? I'm like, do I tell them I sell dildos? <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> you know, you, you kind of figure it out right when when you meet someone. And then the people that you can share, you know, your complete self with, there's definitely something special. And the fact that you're sexual with those people is just a whole, gosh, it's like opening your third eye. <laughs> right. That's and so cool. It's, we really don't have to. I mean, you you always talk with the with the people that you're playing with before, so everybody knows what's going on. So uh, you, but you both had previous partners. Is there anything that happened in your past relationships that might trigger something that you guys experience now? Like maybe there was a boundary your ex had, or a situation that brought up, you know, some sort of emotion. Have you? I mean, I know you have each other to navigate those feelings with, but can you think of an inst- instance where, you know, the past life kind of melded with the the present? Well, we actually stepped out for about a year <laughs> once we got together. And from that point, we, as we slowly started working our way back in, we made sure that all the old feelings and, and boundaries and stuff that we had. And from that point, we knew what we wanted to do and what we didn't want to do. Right, like it's not your first rodeo. Well, as of now, I've probably been in the lifestyle for about eight years. Mm-hmm. So I've seen and done a lot. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> everything from threesomes to orgies to yeah, you name it. It's been it's been a blast. What about what about double penetration? Our DVP is her absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. We're working up to DP. We're working up to one in the pussy, one in the ass. But two in the pussy is my absolute favorite. Oh my god. Can can you elaborate, please? <laughs> One guy's laying down or girl with a strap on. Oh shit. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's laying down and I'll I'll straddle and Rob or or whoever is the second penis will come up and from behind and, and slip it in. So I mean it takes so much I don't, I don't even know what kind of word that's better than confidence. <laughs> well, not only for you. I mean, you're like, I got this. But like for the – if it's two guys to have their dicks touching, I mean, that takes a lot of sexual confidence. It it's does. incredible. Because we have some friends that are like – they're they're like – they clutch their pearls and they're like, oh my gosh, two dicks? My dick's going to be touching someone else? And I'm like, it's not – I mean, I'm sure it feels good for the guys. It feels great. <laughs> Don't let spring cleaning fool you. There's always space to add a little extra something in the bedroom, and it's no secret that consuming a little THC can help set the mood. However, getting that right strain and dosage can be difficult. That's why we're thankful for today's sponsor, Via. Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. Via also offers a wide array of other gummies with and without THC. And the best part? 
Via legally ships to all 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. No medical card required. So if you're 21 and up, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning dreams, THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code. Try Via Hemp with code goddess at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So when I take out a new toy from my collection and I'm having some, you know, self-love time, I like to really elevate the mood with high love. When I'm getting aroused, my blood flow is already peaking and the gummies just totally enhance my sensations to the next level. Sometimes after a long day of work, it's just hard to relax, especially if I can't mentally get there. And I feel like us girlies really need to mentally stimulate ourselves when we're trying to orgasm. So personally, chewing a little gummy like High Love sets me in such a mellow, relaxed mood that I can actually focus and enjoy myself and have a well-deserved experience. I also really like that the products range from two milligrams to 50 milligrams. Look, I always share my party favors with my friends and some of them just can't hang all the way sometimes. So I like the low dose so that they can still get a mild effect, especially if you or their body just isn't really accustomed to the ingredients just yet. So I love that you can kind of microdose or enjoy more of the potent effects. So let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dreams gummies. 21 and up only. And that is viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code goddess at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show. But at the same time, like it, they're not necessarily doing it to pleasure each other. They're doing mm-hmm. it to it's pleasure all about the, the girl. Intention. Right. Right. Gotcha. Um, and they just, they can't wrap their mind around that it's, it's not, it's not sexual between the guys. Right. And if it is, that's, that's okay too. Yeah, that's okay um, too. One of my fantasies is to have all of my, fi- my holes filled at once. And Mine too. <laughs> my partner's like, well, they're only going to have to be strap-ons. And I'm like, okay, that's your boundary. Fine. Fine whatever. <laughs> but um, all the holes will still get filled. Exactly. That's all that matters. Cause you can just close your eyes and then, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So let's talk about these these orgies. Like just off the top of your head, what's the best? I mean, I, I guess with that, was it one that you guys experienced together that would be like your number one experience with oh, orgies? Yeah. I invited about five other couples and a single woman over. We played games for a little bit, drank a little bit. Then next thing I know, we had all the girls blindfolded. Oh, my God. And kind of did a musical chair type thing where we ate each other we where we ate their pussies out and then wait who who plans the idea because someone it was me thinks, oh. <laughs> it was a joke i was like i should have a birthday orgy and the next thing i know i'm having a birthday orgy i i just want to like bow down right now because <laughs> that is i have chills that is what a gift to give to somebody you yeah know? she came about 30 times that night <laughs> yeah so. it was fun as she should <laughs> Good God. Um, sorry, my went a little blank there. Um, that was actually I, your first night with the strap on, too. Yeah. That you, that you wore a strap on. 
That was my favorite. Oh my God. Please, please tell me. <laughs> please. Who picked out the strap on? Who bought it? Did you know how to put it on? Did you like lube up? What what happened? Um, so it was a suction cup dildo that I had bought when I was with my ex. Perfect. And he helped me put the, the strap on harness, whatever you want to call it, on. I strapped her up. Yeah, he strapped <laughs> me up. <laughs> and I moved it up and another girl sat on it. Okay, because I was about to say, do you have to like practice like your thrusting? You know, who well, you did bend her over doggy style for a little bit uh, for a second or two. It was we were drinking, and you know, I wasn't getting a whole lot of pleasure from it. It was my first time, and I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was like, I was like a teenage boy in the back of the car, not knowing where to put anything. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's let's get back to the real thing here. But um, here recently, I have I have learned to love the strap on, and I I like fucking girls with them. <laughs> so we at thehornystoner.com, we sell strap ons that I feel are a little more aesthetically pleasing because I I find that if I were to like put on this like buckle that looks like a, a cowboy belt or something, it's just not sexy to me. So I'm mm-hmm. happy that we're finally making strap-ons that are a, a little more feminine if that's your thing yes. because it's it's obviously uh, it feels a bit masculine but sometimes I'm like okay should I put the panties underneath or on top like how do we do this um, well, see, so it okay that's one thing that, that we actually we go. got her into it more is we actually wound up putting a vibrator in her there to why, we go to that way she was getting pleasure at the same time mm-hmm Okay, so what's the what are how do you identify sexually? What are what's your orientation? I don't care who they are. I mean, would that be pansexual? It would, and and I struggle with the terms as well. I'm just like if if you have a good energy and I see you sexy, I don't care what's in your pants. Exactly. Me too. I don't care if, you know, male, female, trans and everything in between. I don't care if you identify as anything or I as long as you got the energy, as long as we click. Is there a trans community in Arkansas that like you're aware of at all? Hmm. I'm sure there. Oh, yeah. apparently there is. I'm not aware. Yeah. Of all. <laughs> I'm straight, by the way. Yeah. It doesn't bother me if a guy's gay if he's gay. Okay, so just tell me a little bit more about the bisexual community or the trans community in the the swingers club. I mean, I guess it's it's different for every couple, but it's it's just a thought I had because I, I know some couples might be quote unquote conservative, even though swinging isn't very conservative. Okay, the spectrum is you have everything from a vanilla couple, uh, swinger couple to the freaky uh, swinger couple. Vanilla swinging is basically where you just swap wives and you go to each different beds and do your thing and go away to where the freaky side of it, you know, you got your DP, you got your bondage, you got your hot wife scenario. I, a little bit of the cuck holding. A, a little bit of cuck holding. You got it. And a little bit more open to the bisexuality and the transgender community. Do you guys have a, an experience that was like your number one hands down besides the birthday party? Um, the pool party. <laughs> Our first pool party. Yeah. Are you guys, are y'all hosting these? Are y'all like the, 
Yeah, we host pool parties. Okay, so you're throwing a pool party. How does we this threw go? a pool party and had about 15, 16 couples here. Uh, next thing I know, everybody's naked and there's people having sex all the way around the pool. Wait, can your neighbors see? We have a, a seven foot privacy fence around us. I'm sure they heard quite a bit. But they couldn't. Hear, they couldn't see nothing. <laughs> Unless they got right up next to the fence and peeked through. Oh my god! <laughs> so hey, I like putting on a show anyway, so it doesn't bother me. Uh, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you guys have kids or or no? We have six. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm I'm trying not to laugh, but I need I just need to know how does this work. We have three apiece. Uh, we have them all in the same week. Uh, and then the next week, we're 100% kid-free. Oh, So it's like Vanilla Life week one, triple X the next week. Basically. Yes. So, okay, ha- I'm, I don't want to like, you know, bring up your children or anything, but are they at the age where this is discussed yet? Or do you feel like in the future, this is a simple sex education conversation that doesn't have to be too dramatic. Oh, no. I have a 19-year-old that would absolutely shit his pants. <laughs> and then he has a high-end 17. I have a 17-year-old that'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the 19-year-old that would freak out. He he would he would flip out if he knew about any of this. Um, and a 17-year-old that we've tried to talk about it without actually talking about it. That's interesting. That would He would find it just amazingly cool. Uh, but his best friend's parents are in an open relationship. So he's not, it's not completely foreign to him. Okay. I'm just, I've always interested in that because I'm, people try to motivate me to have kids already. And I always am curious, you know, if, if there's dildos around the house everywhere, you know, <laughs> how that's going to work out. Cause my dogs already use them as chew toys. <laughs> well, so I'm it, not the best at putting my stuff away. So we try and keep the, uh, I have, I have little kids, two 10 year olds and a seven year old. So they sometimes try, they sometimes come in the room and they may see something and they saw my Hitachi and my daughter was like, why do you have a microphone? <laughs> I, I was singing. I was singing. What's your favorite toy to use with Rob? The Hitachi. Same. <laughs> um, and if it's not the Hitachi, then one of our dragons. Ooh, what's a dragon? Bad dragon. Okay. It's it's like the lichen that you have in, in your shop. I actually have one of those. It's the red dildo with the black base. It's supposed to be like a werewolf dildo. But oh, okay. Does, the, does it like attach to anything? Um, I don't have the attachment to the lichen, but um, the bad oh. dragon dildos, like it's a big company. It's, what would you say, fantasy top? Yeah, like ten- Shape. lots of tentacles. And yeah, stuff. tentacles. Um, horse, stick. horse stick. I have a horse stick. Canine looking dildos, stuff like that. Do you um, do you feel comfortable talking about that? Oh yeah. So tell me what drew you to the horse cock. The taboo. So you in your brain, would you want a horse to fuck you or is it the thought of doing something that's not right but not wanting to fuck a horse in real life? I think it's the thought. I, I don't think I'd want to fuck a horse in real life or have a horse fuck me. I think that might be pushing it too far and they're, <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably not the cleanliest. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's interesting because when we're buying for uh, for our store, looking at line sheets, 
there's always, you know, different animal dicks on there. And I feel like you kind of have to cross the line at some point, but at the same time, you don't want to shame someone for like safely executing their sexual desires. Right. Um, No, we don't kink shame. We have, we've had friends come to us with some, some strange kinks and we don't kink shame. We may say it's not our taste, but clearly if we have a, if we have a horse dick, we're, we're not shaming anyone. Yeah. You don't uh, yuck anyone's yum. And I, I deal with that a lot. Uh, today I posted a, a little TikTok video um, and this is true. I got out of hot yoga and one of my customers wanted me to vacuum seal my leggings the moment I got in the car. So I had like another pair ready to swap with. And that's when, like when you freshly get out of hot yoga, like the the leggings are wet. You could twist yeah. them and wetness would just come out. <laughs> so of course I had to make the TikTok a little more PG. So I'm like, okay, step one, hot yoga. Step two, remove your pants. Step three, put them in a bag. Step four, take it to the post office. And <laughs> it always happens. You get the comments that are, you know, shaming these guys for buying, you know, used clothing. But I'm like, what's, what is wrong with having a desire, safely doing it, compensating a sex worker and getting the leggings and enjoying them and being happy because the people that are commenting probably have some weird, wild fetish that they're so scared to be open about that they have to shame other people and put other people down just to you know, not hurt their own egos or something. Exactly. And the problem is society has told everybody that you're supposed to be this way when that's a small majority of people that they don't even really get to live life. They, they, they got to feel better about themselves just by putting somebody else down. I mean, it's, it's so empowering when someone has that confidence. And I, I think that's where a lot of my female followers come from because they see the confidence I have in sharing those stories because there was a time where I would have been terrified to tell someone I wiped my ass with panties and sent them to Arizona, to to Keith in Arizona or whatever. Well, I found you on TikTok and then found your podcast and, and everything. And like, it's, it's helped me with my confidence in accepting locking horse dicks and, and all that other stuff. Fake horse dicks. <laughs> Fake horse dicks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I lo- it, anytime I hear something like that, I'm like, editor, clip that audio. <laughs> That'll be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we kind of discussed the, the uh, not so normalcy with, you know, kids eventually knowing about it. or Not kids, but, you know, your, your children. And what about family? Has it ever – you ever had an extra glass of wine and told your sister-in-law a little – bit about no (laughs) well okay my parents actually found out when we were going through the divorce oh my god and my ace just kind of said all kinds of crazy shit but they they found Mm -hmm. out they were like really i'm like look i found the magazines where y'all used to be swingers too so i already know that you are so you cannot judge me for nothing (laughs) (laughs) so with that being said yeah my family has found out and Penelope's sister knows for sure. Besides that, the rest of my family do not know. Is it something that's kind of unspoken at Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because um, we'll have friends over 
and his parents, I, I think his parents look at him and wonder, uh, are they swingers too? Or I want to know. <laughs> oh, that that's that makes me smile. I I had to tell my dad. I said, "Hey, you'll you'll probably hear through the grapevine that I'm writing a book, but I don't want you to ask me what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy it, please. Don't support me." <laughs> oh man, gosh, um, y'all are scrambling my brain. I'm over here just thinking about orgies. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Well, the real tea is what happened before you both met each other and you were both in a relationship. You were both already swingers. You met each other while you had partners and then something happened where you swapped partners and then you ended up staying together, really. <laughs> um, so we were all hanging out. We were all friends and my ex and his ex brought up the idea to us that we should be an exclusive couple. We can go to parties, we do whatever, but ultimately, you know, we're always going to play with each other. So it's kind of, it's like you as a couple are dating another couple. Obviously you can go out and have fun, but when it comes to fucking, you only have, it's between you four. Exactly. Okay. That's interesting. Is there like a word for that? I guess just exclusivity. I guess if it really worked between us, it would be a poly, a poly, square (laughs) (laughs) a type of poly relationship i guess do do couples like i guess they could live in that you could live on under the same roof and just experience one another it it would be four individuals or two couples probably two couples yeah it'd probably be two couples because i mean in in a relationship like that there was still like when it came down to it i was still with my ex-husband so my loyalties lied with my ex-husband and his with his ex-wife well clearly not anymore (laughs) no clearly not anymore and so okay hold on let me let me get the math right you were with your ex-husband and Mm -hmm. then rob was with his ex-wife so rob did your ex-wife and penelope's ex-husband are they together no they got divorced about a year ago so okay so but before they got divorced you literally did the ultimate swinger maneuver you were like we are swapping wives or swapping husbands and staying swapped that's the crazy part because we got both got told on the same day that they wanted a divorce so they were the ones that were pre-planning their love affair before you two even considered it or when you all met did you both already have those fantasies before your partners kind of made a shit show of it no. I didn't have that fantasy. I had no you were, intentions. You were respecting your boundaries. Yes. I had no intentions of divorcing my husband to be with another man. I mean, I had I had kids. I didn't want to I didn't want to do yeah, that. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of history and especially with children. So, you're you're in this comfortable setting. You're having a great time and what describe the moment that I guess where your heart kind of dro- sinks to your stomach and you're like, okay, this isn't just fantasy world anymore. Um, I remember it. It was a Tuesday. I was getting ready for work and my ex-husband was kind of being shady with his phone. And we had always agreed, you know, there's no secrets. If I wanted to look at his phone, I could. If he wanted to look at mine, he could. No big deal. But he was being shady with it. So while he was in the shower, I looked. And I saw long conversations where they were both taking off work that day 
so she could drive down to our house and spend the day with him. And she had told Rob that she told <laughs> Rob that she was working in a different town and um, had plans to meet my ex-husband. So it's it's already deceiving, but the fact that it's at your fucking house that um, stirs up the color red inside of me. Oh yeah, it did. I mean, if they had have been open and honest with us, I wouldn't have cared. But it was it was the deception and the lies, and yeah, you would have been like, "Yes, bitch, put a camera in the room." Let exactly. And and even though we were we were swinging and we were exclusive, and you know they'd had sex, we had sex. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was behind our back turned it for me. It turned it into cheating. One hundred percent. So, um, so he gets I, out of the shower, and do you like punch him in the face? <laughs> I should have, but no. I, I had I had to get the kids to daycare before I went to work. Oh my heart! I actually walked up and hugged him and told him she was his problem now. Yeah, I went to work and I messaged mom and I said, "Hey, I don't think she's going to work today." And I'd taken a couple pictures where it showed that they weren't going to work and. So you were you were telling Rob this? Yes. Um, Rob, Rob, what was like the? Do you remember the first that feeling? To be honest with you, I kind of knew it was going on anyways. <laughs> God, uh, oh, I had a feeling that was just confirmation of what pure yeah. hatred. Honestly, I. So it's kind were of, you were you both in the similar moment like? okay, that relationship is over? Or were you both kind of like, okay, this is something we can work through? It was never we could work through at that point. Yeah. I had been with my ex for, what, 10 years? We'd been married for 10 years. We'd been together for like 15. And I'd always told him, we never use the word divorce unless you need it. That was just, that was a rule of mine. Were your parents always together? No, mine separated when I was 15. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's extremely traumatic to feel like something full circle like that. And, and in my relationship, too, we don't use that word because it's it's so triggering. Exactly. And I'm, I'm just so sorry that it happened in a deceiving way. Mine's been married for 53 years, so. <laughs> going strong. <laughs> and going strong. No, we definitely need that attitude on the table, Rob. <laughs> so... I'm over here like, where's my therapy journal? <laughs> it's, and I'll say this, it, it everything happens for a reason. And we could not be happier now. We we had the strongest relationship. All of well, our well, I, well, I want to get there, but I'm the, my curiosity lies in that moment happens. You both have to have these uncomfortable conversations. But the craziness is that you said they ended up getting married. Like how soon after that was? Was it a year? It, it yeah, was roughly year. about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was March twenty first, and when they said that they wanted a divorce, and the f- the following May on <laughs> today actually May fifth was was when they got married the following year. So just a little over a year is when they got married. So are you two at this point? in somewhat like a clutch to each other to emotionally get through this, but also find comfort in a relationship that you've already kind of had together. We already had an emotional bond. Yeah. Uh, we just, we kept all of our feelings at bay because we knew where our loyalties lie. Yes. Mm-hmm. That so, makes complete sense. And we've become best friends since then. Uh, through 
through us going exclusive. So if nothing else, I mean, you hang on to your best friend when you go through a traumatic deal like that. And we were both going through a divorce. So we were each other's rock and we vented to each other. And after when I got off work that day, I, I texted my ex and I was like, hey, you're picking up the kids today. I'm driving an hour away to Rob's house and we'll make sure he's okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What I mean at their wedding, both of the 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 children are at their wedding too, and at your wedding. Yes. Yep. So, well, then they kind then they kind of know a little bit, right? Or I guess the scenario doesn't seem the same way to them. I don't think they know. I know the little kids. My kids don't know exactly what happened. I think um, his kids, the older of the two, might have suspected something, but they don't know the full story. And I think now they don't really care. So the they're not together. How how they divorce, they go their separate ways. How do you, how do you kind of get an in on this? I guess it's because you both still have to amicably – oh, my God. Can we say the word? <laughs> talk to each other because you're, you still, you know, have these, um, somewhat families together. Right. They have different pickup times. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they, they pick up the same day. They just, they pick up about 30 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Rob. So you, at some point you have a great friendship with her ex-husband because you were in this somewhat of a foursome together. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're really protective of Penelope yet like you said, you, you know, you still have to somewhat, he's somewhat involved. Like it's kind of like, um, this, this, uh, fly that never goes away. All right. Well, see, that's the part I'm, when I said earlier, I'm, I'm truly an alpha male. He understands that he okay. knows his boundaries. He does not push on hell. He, t- he still thinks we're best friends, which is crazy. Well, you know, and, and now <laughs> that you say that out loud, I, you know, I'm coming from an outside perspective and I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense because you came into these relationships with respectable boundaries and you all came in there as your complete selves. It's not like you were hiding anything up until that point, but these relationships you've built together, especially now are founded on, what was already, you know, true love and friendship. And even though things kind of took a strange tunnel to get there, um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy that, that the two people in all of this who were pure get to continue to, to have that pure love and pure joy. I hope. (laughs) Absolutely. But it's it's it, it's definitely a crazy situation. We it was a lot of turmoil for the first two years, without a doubt. Because his ex, I don't think she really wanted the divorce. She just wanted her cake and eat it too, and me out of the picture. Well, and let me ask you that, Penelope. And I I know this is probably drumming up some emotions that no one really wants to face um, again over and over. But do you care sharing? your how your emotion or your relationship towards his ex-wife is now and rob do you still have any like protectiveness over your ex-wife you know already have having history like does it throw a wrench of strange emotion in there on my end 
there's there's no protective end on that. She she burned every bridge that she ever had. Uh, yeah. which I hate unless it comes to the kids. The kids is where I draw the line on everything. Mm-hmm. But Say it like a true man, love it. <laughs> but with my wife, I'm more I'm more pr- protective over Penelope than I am anybody besides the kids. So whatever she did happened between them happened between them, and as long as as my wife was okay, that's all that mattered to me. Well, I I really appreciate your openness to to that experience. It helps me kind of paint a picture of of how you two ended up together. Um, and I think un- these uncomfortable conversations are important to have, especially for newbie swingers who think this is a sparkly, glamorous thing and kind of seeing these interesting, um, I wouldn't say opportunities that could happen, but just kind of seeing where things can twist and turn. And my question to both of you is, you know, what would you say to a couple that like, okay, let's say you're having a pool party and a new couple's there and they've never done it before, you know, and you're all drinking and stuff is, are all the like pro swingers around the table, like giving them advice or let's say if they asked for advice, what would you say to them as a, as a new, new couple in the, in the club or in the community, whichever you call it. <laughs> I would tell them communication is key. If you're uncomfortable for any reason, even if you think it's the silliest reason, talk about it. Um, That way. And that's for for every couple too. (laughs) Exactly. And that's where you find out where your boundaries are. If, If you are doing something or if someone approaches you and you're not comfortable, you know that at that point in time, that's a boundary and, and they change all the time. Boundaries change all the time. Um, You'll start out with a list of a list of boundaries. Oh yeah, it's it's so funny thinking about it back on it. Yeah. Uh, I used to have more of a problem with somebody kissing my wife than I did fucking my wife <laughs> 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 because it had oh. that little intimacy in it. Yeah, absolutely. It's- but as you go along, as long as you keep communication over and and don't take one for the team. By all means, don't take one for the team. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Uh, you know, I I have once, and I'm not gonna lie; it still haunts me to this day. Right, I 100 percent understand that one. I mean, <laughs> you don't come come over to this house expecting to have uh, a threesome, and then when you get here, tell me that you kind of have a boyfriend and you just want to fuck me. Um, that's not fair. I no. do not want my partner upstairs listening to us scissor each other. That's not <laughs> cool. And Unless I he likes that. Exactly. And I, when she fell asleep, I was laying in our bed and I was just crying. I, I was just crying thinking about my baby upstairs because I I realized then I only want to do this if you're a part of it because I I felt like I was cheating on him, even though. (laughs) But it's just, again, it happens. And then, you know, your boundaries. And we literally went to brunch the next day, had a mimosa, ended up laughing. I was telling him, you know, it's funny when when I was using my good old Hitachi, sh- the the girl was putting her like pressure up on like my bladder a little bit. And I mm-hmm. I kept asking her, I was like, why are you doing that? She's like, well, your G spot's right underneath, like you're gonna come harder. And it turned into this like science class. Like we were just <laughs> both like, you know, talk like put put it up here, higher on the clit. Like we were both, you know. It just you're shirking each other. (laughs) Yeah, because she was really smart too, which actually turned me on the most. I probably 
I think that's what I enjoyed most about that. She wasn't like a um, very passive girl. She was a little more aggressive, but definitely would have liked to have my fiance wrangle her. That would have been great. <laughs> uh, we actually had a single female we played with that said that she was into girls. Uh, when it comes down to it, she she is, but she's not. No, she's not. So it 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 was fantastic. It's it's so hard when the girl's not not. Ugh. What yeah. happened? All right. Well, so I had her been over fucking doggy style, and Penelope comes up and just crams her face as hard as she can. Plus, she makes her eat it. Yep. It was like whether you like it or not. If you want my husband to fuck you, you're gonna lick my pussy. See, that's that was the best angle to take it <laughs> <laughs> with consent. Verbal consent is great, but I feel like enthusiastic consent is the best kind of consent what you can ask for. Because especially when alcohol's involved, uh, you know, some of these situations don't just always happen naturally as much as we'd all wish for. But especially when there's more genitals involved than just two, it's uh, it's important to make sure these memories are meaningful and not, you know, traumatic for anyone. Because some people, ha- well, some people have their first threesome and, and, you know, maybe they regret it or maybe it wasn't as comfortable or as hot as they wanted it to be. And it's important for the people who it's not their first rodeo that they explain what um emotions or feelings what's okay what you know to speak up when something's not okay because if if you're the third sometimes you might feel inferior when there's kind of two versus one in a situation and i don't think that's talked about a whole lot um like not as prefacing, much you know definitely not as much as it should be i mean and it, and it's so important for everybody to feel comfortable uh but I'm, I'm with you. The the enthusiastic mm-hmm. when somebody's enthusiastic to have sex and right in the middle of it and hear the passion, it makes so much better. That's kind of a turn off when somebody's like, "Oh, I guess that works." Right. Like if you don't want to do it, just try. You know, try something else. Just like you said, communication is key. So Penelope and Rob, my, I, I'm trying to think of a good title of this episode, like the. Um, something swingers, the, the royalty of, of swinging something. (laughs) If you guys think of anything, let me know. But what is in store for you two for, you know, the next decades to come of your lives? What, what are you both manifesting sexually? Multiple orgies. Multiple orgies for Rob. Okay. (laughs) We would we would actually like to go out to a lot more of the out-of-state clubs that have playrooms and actually play on site. Yes, that's so hot, especially after the, the panoramic ends. Oh, I'm telling you. Um, we we did go to Florida a couple weekends ago to Secrets. They have a, a resort there where it's clothing optional, and they have a little dungeon and some playrooms, and, and that was lots of fun. Well, that'll that'll be a story for another time. That sounds exciting. <laughs> well, to, as far as what's in store for us, is we'd actually eventually like to open our own club. Uh, oh, okay, entrepreneurship. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so OnlyFans. Yes, I have one. I, 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 I think I've had it since September, but I just now started like really getting into it and trying to post pictures and videos and. 
Um, if we're out riding in our Jeep, we'll stop and we'll take some videos and some naughty pictures out in the woods. Oh my God, that's so hot. I'm wondering <laughs> what the guidelines are to like, <clears throat> I love the idea that you talked about earlier of that like secret camera, camera like recording um, like a encounter you guys have and putting the camera in a place that's a little like a, uh, like a glory hole kind of thing. That um, would be fun. Well, we actually get on chatterbait. We have friends that come over and we'll get on chatterbait and we'll live stream and, and play around. And I mean, we split the money with them. Yes. What does the money go towards? Um, yeah, this time, <laughs> this time it went to our Florida trip. I don't think we paid, but maybe a couple hundred bucks for a weekend of secrets. Cause all of it was chatterbait money. I wish you guys were my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Do like a little, uh, like in a porn sort of way. <laughs> like the, the swing, the swinger parents teach their daughter how to uh, put two dicks in a pussy. Yes. <laughs> the educational video. <laughs> yes. We can make that happen. Well, do you want to plug your OnlyFans? Princess Penelope 0321 is my OnlyFans. Princess Penelope 0321. Yes. Okay. That's the OnlyFans. Do you want to shout out your Chatterbait at all? Um, it's HornyMilf915. <laughs> <laughs> HornyMilf915. And Robert, are you okay with all that? 100% okay with it. <laughs> okay. I am so happy I got to meet you two today. You have just, whoo, um, what's the word? Just planted a... You know, it almost felt like I went through your life with you, and I <laughs> I really appreciate your openness to sharing that with me. I know it's not it's sacred and not something you share with everyone, so thank you. Uh, no, we don't share the. I don't know about him. I don't share the full story. Um, I've had people at work ask me, you know, what happened? How did you meet your husband? And mm-hmm. and so I, you know, I kind of give them a rundown. And my like favorite line version. Yeah, my favorite line to say. Um, my close coworkers is my current husband and my ex-husband's ex-wife. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like it's bizarre. Like the word is bizarre. And um, his beautiful bizarreness. His oldest son uh, is in college, and when people ask, um before they got a divorce, he would he'd say something weird like, "Oh, my parents, they just." They just swapped spouses. <laughs> that'll that'll be the episode title when spouses swap. And gosh, I'm gonna have to think of something good. That's I've never heard anything like this. Um, <laughs> it's but a lot more common than even than you would think. We we know several couples, um, and we've heard of several stories. Where I wouldn't say several. I'd say I've heard of several <laughs> stories. Really? What I'm, I'm sure in the community. <laughs> I've heard well, of a I'm, few stories where where the couples end up getting divorced and one of them stays with the the girlfriend or the boyfriend or or whatever. And, and, and in in that community, I'm sure more things are common than than uh the public would ever know about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Well, I, I can't remember the quote, but it's something about what's a life if it's um, if you're not living it. And I truly think it's it's just so admirable that you two are are living your truth. And I hope everyone listening can 
can dig deep down and and see if this is something they'd ever like to explore and and to not be afraid of you know sticking your dick in more than one pussy or throwing a strap on on while someone's blindfolded and giving them some pound town sound it all sounds great <laughs> it exactly it's it's more liberating and and freeing than than you could imagine, imagine. well thank you penelope and rob thank you so much. i wish you all of the swinging parties and success that life has to offer you to and the Sludgepreneur family is so happy to meet you and looking forward to more orgy stories down the road. I'll, I'll send you an invite to our next pool party. Please! <laughs> Gets on my knees and begs. <laughs> All right, Rob, your pleasure as well. Thank you for giving us some of your alpha male energy. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Do you have any last words, Rob? Um, <laughs> He's good. He's good. <laughs> cool.